This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock climbing Libra, and loves rom coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. But if I had a tail, I'd want it to wag when my kids came there so that my kids could literally see oh, you should write the, a joy, the, the joy they bring me. I don't have a tail, but if t- I did, it, it would, would wag, wag for you. you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We should. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. We're going to synchronize the demons. What, if, what would you do if I was just like, hi guys, I'm Brittany. This is Ryan. Welcome to the Laughing Couple podcast. This, like, we don't actually have like an intro. Like, I was listening to another podcast the other day and it was like so professional. Like, every single episode was like, I'm your host, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and let's get into it. Where we're like, make a clap, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's just so all over. You don't want to know, you want to know why I think we don't do it the other way? Because we're not professional. Well, there's a certain degree. Of, yes, well, hold on. Maybe. We are professional, but we're also not like a serious um, theme. That's not true either. <laughs> like maybe we, we don't. Maybe we that. don't know why we do what we do. I, just, I, I, I think, I think we don't do that because we would suck at it. I think it just—it's not very natural for us to talk like that. Like. If we were in a interview style and obviously like for ad spaces and stuff like that and brands and yeah, like we have to have a certain tone of like professionalism, but this is our podcast and it's basically us just shooting the shit, which we say all the time. So it would just feel very inauthentic to be like, hi, I'm your host, Brittany Marie Ostafi and my husband, James Ryan Ostafi the fourth, <laughs> are here to bring you <laughs> the laughing so if you actually recall back in the early days, like the early, early OG days of us starting this podcast, not even knowing how to podcast. Yeah. Whenever we had a guest on, we tried to like, they, just so you guys know, <clears throat> when someone comes on to our show, they send us a PR package, which tells us who they are, what they do, and how they want to be introduced. We tried that, and we absolutely hated it, sucked at it. And if you listen to our podcast now, when we have a guest, the guest introduces themselves in their background. That's because we weren't very good at it. We were good at it when it was pre-recorded 
and it was like something that was sent in, but like edifying somebody in live time isn't the funnest thing to do. And it usually is typically like read directly from like a bio that they send you. So it just seems like it seems super rehearsed. So we would rather have our guests edify. It really doesn't matter. I just thought it was so funny and I should have not even told you. I should have just started with that. Let's just sketch that. Are we starting from scratch? Yeah, ready? Let's pretend. Let's see if we can do this without like rehearsing. Okay. 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 Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Laughing Couple Podcast. I am Brittany Marie Ostafi, and this is my husband, James Ryan Ostafi. And today we do not know what the fuck we are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Come along for the ride. <laughs> no, we do. We do know what we're talking about. Um, let's start with uh, Love You and You're Annoying. It really does uh, lend to like the base of our conversation about what we're going to talk about today. My, I love you and you're annoying. Go so ahead, I don't even Brit. know if I want to bring it up Go because ahead, it's Brit. like, we're going to just unpack it. Well, what you guys don't know is over the course of the last 24 hours, it has been winter is coming in this household. It's been quite cold. It's been very cold. <laughs> A little breezy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. My wife and I decided that it would be good for us to argue about something. That got heated and resulted in Brittany leaving the house for an hour. This morning. To cool off. Yeah. It was, uh, we've talked about this before, but Ryan and I don't argue the same way. And even though we've communicated this to each other so many times, like I hit a point where Ryan starts to just argue facts. And I'm not saying that you're wrong for that. That's just how you argue your logistics. It's like, this is ABC that is how my case is built, blah, blah, blah. And I am more emotional. And sometimes when I'm emotional, I can't gather my thoughts, especially when somebody is like speaking to me in such factual statements that I'm like, I shut down and my brain's like, yeah, we don't really, um, this is a no for us. And instead of like gathering myself, I get so mad that I cry and I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to fucking cry. So I was like, I need to go. I need to have some space so that I can I can gather my thoughts and we can come back and have a productive conversation. So, and you know what? Hold on, hold on. I'm not oh, done. Okay. I do want to say this to you because we are we are on the other side of our fight. Um, I appreciate you letting me go without like a big Hufflepuff of a situation because in the past you usually like make some snide remark before I leave. Like I guess it like because you don't like it. That's see not you how next you, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And you were like, okay, you're like, I'll go. Are you like, you said you'll go. And I'm like, cool. Bye. Um, it sucks because we were supposed to podcast like an hour after, like an hour before that. And I was like, fuck this. And the one thing about us is that we are, there are definitely have been some episodes where it was like a struggle for us to podcast. Like I was like, I don't want to do this. Or Ryan's like not in the mood and life gets in the way. And we've always said this from the very beginning, like if we are not quote unquote in the mood or we're not feeling it, we won't do it. And not going to do it. Not going to do it. Today, it was a no for me. Like I could not have jumped on. You know what would have happened? We would have, maybe it would have been a good episode. It would have been a huge, awesome fight. It. We would have, you know what? No, I don't. No, I actually don't think I could do that. Like going on to the podcast live and trying to work out our fight in real time. That'd be hard. That'd be really hard. Yeah, because the audience, uh, mainly women, would think I'm an asshole. <laughs> no. So I'm gonna, just gonna I'm gonna say this, and we've already talked about this, but this has been sitting with me since our conversation. So I even wrote it down. This is not a negative thing towards you. This is an observation that I have made over 
sometime. So I'm speaking to the fellas. Fellas, yeah, fellas, yeah. Your girlfriend got to butt. Hell yeah, shake it, shake it. <laughs> I'm speaking to the fellas on this call because we've always talked about this. We've had a lot of guests that are on here that say when it comes to like toxic masculinity and all that stuff, when it comes to emotions, women, men, and something's happening, the male has to meet the woman at the impact. They have to meet them at the emotion. Once they've met them at the emotion and, and created the empathetic feeling that exists when you meet someone at the emotion, at the, at the emotion of the ocean, at the emotion, <laughs> that's when you can start to inject rational thoughts. Here's my, here's my problem with how we argue. And I have a feeling that this feeling is expressed on multiple levels and many households. Women, I'm sorry, you're going to hate me for this, but it might be true. If a man talks to you calmly and in control of his emotions and provides you with facts we are deemed to be manipulative, mansplaining. Oh, I hate that word, mansplaining. Why is it so triggering you? Because because you do it. I hate <laughs> the word mansplaining. When, it's like default parent for you. <laughs> no, maybe. <laughs> I hate the word mansplaining when I'm trying when I'm trying to explain uh, something and you're not understanding it. I try harder to explain it, and then I get nailed for mansplaining when. If I could explain it and you could understand it the way I explained it, I wouldn't have to explain it differently. I've never Anyways, personally said you're mansplaining to me. I think one one person we get, commented on our video and now it's true. We get when we're calm, rational, and and thoughtful, and we gather our thoughts in a chronological order and we straight facts speak. We mansplain, manipulate, and gaslight. When we come from an emotional standpoint and we bring our emotions forward, where depending on the emotions, if you're crying and all of those, then you're weak and you need to grow a pair. But if you're strong and dominant and forceful, now all of a sudden you're the aggressor. Now all of a sudden you're the controller. Now all of a sudden you're a monster. And it's like, I don't know how to bring emotion and be a monster or not bring emotion and be a mansplainer. Where in the middle can I, can I provide feedback? Because we're having an argument. We're having a disagreement. We're clearly on opposite sides of the spectrum. What version of me do I need to be to have a conversation? Because mm -hmm. I don't want to be a mansplainer. I don't want to be a gaslighter. And I certainly don't want to be a monster. Right. I, I, I get where you're coming from because you're right. Like it's a very, it's a tightrope. Like, I, I don't know how you would navigate that. I think at the end of the day, when you come into a conversation with the intent not to make your partner wrong, but maybe just to share your emotions, it's it's about the intent. intent. And that always comes back to it for us. Like our, my, my intent in a conversation and your intent in a conversation, your integrity is never, and I know this, is never to make, to be mean to me. Like I know that your soul isn't wanting to be like, to make, to hurt me. Like I know that. So, and we've done a lot of work to figure that out. So I have never felt like you were mansplaining to me because I know that 
your goal at the end of the conversation is to resolve. Whether you're frustrated as fuck, I know that you're not arguing to just argue to like be pissed off because you and I are like, we don't have time for this shit. Like I said to you today, I'm like, I literally don't, like I don't wanna do this anymore. I don't wanna have this conversation. I'm fucking tired. Like we need to figure this out. Whereas before when we would argue, like before we did the work and like as we were going through, it really took us some time to figure that out. And once you are on the same page with your partner and you know that you're not like out to get your partner, the main goal is to find a resolution. And and so I think that you can come and show up to these conversations with your emotions, with the facts. It's just an argument's an argument. Like it's triggering depending on like how I'm feeling, how I'm going to respond to you and like my defense, but we got through it because we know that you're, I know that you're not there to be like, let's see how much I can piss her off. That's not your intent. Have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. (laughs) Embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage and toasted coconut and for new customers the lumi starter pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant cream tube deodorant two free products of your choice and free shipping don't miss out as our special offer you get five dollars off lumi starter packs with code tlc at lumideodorant.com that's right over 40 percent off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code tlc that's l-u-m-e deodorant.com control your body odor anywhere with lumi I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. It's not my intent and it never will be my intent. And so like the problem, that problem that I have when it comes to arguing and particularly when it comes to arguing with you, because it's been a really long time since I've argued with a woman that wasn't you, 
And yet I've had the same experience. So I know that this isn't like a, a Brittany Ostafy, Brittany Marie Ostafy uh, <laughs> thing. I know this is a thing and we hear it all the time on this podcast. And mainly the conversation that we have on the podcast is from the other side of the table, which is like, man, you need to X, Y, and Z. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I totally understand. I can certainly create more empathy. I can certainly meet you at your emotion. I can certainly do all those things. Where I struggle is like, how do I project feelings, emotions, and facts? Mm -hmm. That's it. Because at some point in time, if I can't provide value to the relationship, then I will just succumb to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want is a spouse that you can't rely on and depend on to fight for something that matters for them. And I'm not just going to be like, well, I'll be docile about this because I, I guess I don't have a say in this. You goddamn right I got a say in this. If we're fighting, we're having an argument. I have a perspective. Yeah. And you have a perspective. And what it came down to today is like, you're like, well, that's your perspective. And I'm like, yes, it's my perspective. Tell me where I'm wrong in my perspective. And then we can have a conversation from there. Mm -hmm. And that's when you were like, you would use these, when you argue, you use tools to win your argument. And I use tools to win my argument. And I start to realize my tools aren't working. So I'll start using your tools the same way that you argue with me. I will choose to argue that back with you. And then you're like, you can't do that. Well, you took something totally out of context. Like to give everybody else listening some context, uh, I hosted a party for my girlfriends on Friday night and Ryan lovingly took the kids out of the house on Friday so that I could have this uninterrupted. And it was really sweet of him. Woke up the next morning and he was like, how was your party? And I was like, it was super fun. Thank you. And then like some shit happened on Saturday and then like we just went about our day. And then Sunday, um, some other stuff happened and it was also the Super Bowl. And I think like our, when you said to me, like, on Friday, I said, you, you, you sent me a stupid text message because I didn't fill up the gas station or the gas tank. I had all the kids, all it, the kids and no you gas. Ch- excuse me. You in chose to pick up our niece and nephew. That was your choice. I still had our kids, whether I picked up them or not. I had our kids in the, in the winter it with no gas. But it doesn't matter. So on anyways, I wasn't even upset about on it. On Friday night, you sent me a picture and I responded. I didn't respond. And the next day I was like, sorry. Like I was, I was stressed out in that specific small moment. Cause it was, it wasn't even stress. I literally just like put, sh- I was putting shit out for the party, like charcuterie and stuff. And then you twist my words later <laughs> and say, I didn't twist them. Yes, you did. I said, I didn't respond to you in that exact moment because I was, I was stressed out. I was just putting the shit out for the party. And like, let me be very clear. I wasn't stressed planning this party. I love this shit. I was just like trying to get the charcuterie out and everything set up before people came. And I wasn't responding to your stupid picture of the gas. Then the next day we had, or whatever, during our argument, you said to me, you're so stressed out with all of this stuff. Why don't you, like, if you're so stressed out, why are you having the parties? If it stresses you out, why are, like, don't host these parties? And I was like, absolutely the fuck not. Like, that's not the same. And so I felt like you were twisting those words to use in your argument. And I'm like, I'm not saying that those parties stress me out. I'm saying in that 20 minutes before people got there, I was stressed out and I didn't respond to you. And then you took that and said, if you're so stressed out, 
Why are you hosting these parties? Don't host them. Makes sense to me. Anyways, it didn't work like that. And then you take those things and then you're like, oh, you know what? I, sh- I should know what you're thinking. I should know when you're stressed out. And then you brought up the freaking Super Bowl and you told me countless times the leading up to the Super Bowl, I don't really care about this game because my team isn't in the Super Bowl. So I Go don't, Niners. Go I Niners. don't really care about the Super Bowl. I'm like, okay, no problem. We're not getting it into this argument. We're not, you you're lose. literally rehashing the entire argument for the, we for the sake of no reason. Let's just say, let's just say this. Let's just say this. I struggle. I know a lot of other men struggle. We don't know what, we don't know how to communicate with you our point. We're either aggressive or we're mansplaining. We're either raging alcoholics, (laughs) raging alcoholics. I don't even know where that word came out of there because you never once called me that. We're either rage fest. (laughs) I don't even know where that came from. We are like raging alcoholics. (laughs) Or we're like docile sheep. It's one or the other. Or, or we're virgins. Yeah, I don't know. It's one or the two. Yep, that's it. I don't even know why I said that. I think the word gonna, raging is usually followed by alcoholics. Just a quick poll here. I if promise you, you choose, we've never fought about me being a raging alcoholic. It's the best because you don't really drink. I don't drink. <laughs> yeah. I'm fun. I'm fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm fun. Quick poll. I'm just not Are much of a drinker. Are you a raging alcoholic or Anyways. a virgin? Which one? Yeah. Which one Anyways. Best describe. Anyways, that's what I'm getting at. So we're not going to do I love you and you're annoying because we're at like whatever, 15 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Let's start the podcast, shall we? Oh, my God. Here's what was actually resolved. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts before. And I think it's a one. Are you still in the raging I alcoholic am. I'm thing? I'm sorry. It yeah. just totally caught me off guard. Do you remember that one time I, I told you, uh, what did I say with Billy in the backyard the very first time we met our neighbors oh you dumb twat you dumb twat i called you a dumb twat those words have never come out of ryan's mouth before or after and he he was raging alcoholic during the time (laughs) (laughs) no ryan had some drinks and he doesn't usually drink a lot and so he was like he said something as like a joking manner and like he's you've just never a called me a twat yeah dumb twat or dumb And like this was like literally when we first moved in, and our neighbors didn't really like get our humor, and like also didn't or, know or didn't know us. Yeah, they looked at me like ah, uh, <laughs> and then I look at you like oh my god. The believe- best part about it, the best part about it is when they saw my face. They knew that they you had knew never, never said, never that, said to that before. before. Yeah. yeah, which was really cool. Anyways. Anyways, here's what we discovered on this podcast. On this podcast, in this argument. Now, this is something we've talked about before, but. One of the conversations we were having was the level of stress, which is what actually brought up me saying don't have parties. Right. But that's neither here nor there because we know you love throwing parties. It was the stress level that we certainly are under right at this particular moment. Now, this is a busy, busy season in our lives. My business is extremely busy. We're launching a new business, which is extremely busy, and we're layering on top of that another business that we have been managing for quite some time while doing this podcast, while doing your your socials, while having children, and while trying to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So we're busy, and it is what it is. And we were having a conversation about like, well, why are we so busy? Why are we accepting this as our reality and we talked about like finances and, and where we are in our lives. And we started to ask ourselves this question is like, are we doing this for the wrong reasons at this point in time in our lives? Sorry, you need to define this. 
work? Are we working as hard? Right. Like the categories that we have in our lives that are working are working very effectively. Mm -hmm. And And we don't need all of like, quote unquote, need to like do more. Yeah, we don't. We could lean into the things that we're doing effectively and it would make us extremely happy. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are pursuing new things on an ongoing basis that new things create new energy, which create new focus. And it's stressing us out because we're still managing all of the other things while creating the new things, while trying to make sure that the family works. It's hard to have two ambitious entrepreneur. Real people entrepreneurial <laughs> in a relationship because raging alcoholics there is, no, <laughs> fuck. there is not a person that has that like stability schedule that is like hey you know what if this doesn't work out we can fall back on this and we had that for a while except i was really unhappy so i was like i'm not gonna do this anymore anyways it's really hard because we both have, and that's one thing I, I've always loved about you is your ambition. You have a lot of ambition and I, I really like that. And so when we talked about it at the end of the day, we're like, like, do we want to stop all of this? Is it worth it? And I was like, no, no. Like, I don't want you to stop pursuing those things. It was just kind of like a checkpoint. I think for me in our conversation was a checkpoint because you know, when you hear about like relationships, um, and people and they end and they, like, I, I think I watched this one show And they were like, it wasn't one thing. It was small little things that just, you kind of just like brush over here. And one day you wake up and you're like, I don't, I don't even know who my partner is, but you knew all of those little moments were pulling you far and farther and farther away. And we said that today, we're like, what we're doing is definitely pulling us away from each other because it's taking so much time. But at the end of the day, we have things that we come back to, to do like the podcast. That's why this is so important to us. And this podcast takes so much work. People have no idea. And we continue to do it because it, it not only is like fulfilling for us, but we know that from you guys, like it, it's, it is helping at least people have conversations about this stuff. Um, but I feel like it was a checkpoint for me to be like, this is something that we need to make sure is on our radar. Constantly. Constantly on our radar to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we need to take a beat. We need to, I don't even have a date night. We need to do something to slow the fuck down and just be with each other or be with the kids. Whatever is kind of falling in your juggling ball circus, pick that ball up, give it some attention and say, hey, I know I've been missing you, ball. Ryan's ball. I was going to say, I'll give you two balls for you to put in your hand and say, I miss you. <laughs> uh, but you just need to acknowledge that because the more you sweep it under the rug... It ain't going anywhere. The dirtier it's going to be at the end of the day. We referred to this in a previous podcast as managing expectations. And so I'll I'll give you an example of this because it's important to know that if you choose, and we're in, we're in a time economic, economic time where a lot of people are going to be making different decisions recently or, or will be coming up to different decisions that they need to make. And let me just say this, when you choose to make a, a, a decision where you, when you choose to make it, when you choose to do something different than what you're doing, it's going to require different effort. Mm-hmm. And this is so cliche, but there really is only 24 hours in a day. And so I'll use the example of this ladies, man, men doesn't really matter. If you wish that your partner had six pack abs, 
as an example, like you say, you know, my partners kind of let themselves go. It would really be, it would really be nice if they would pay more attention to the physical attributes that I was attracted to for that partner, male, female, doesn't really matter for them to get six pack abs. The amount of time it's going to take from them to be away from you might not be worth it. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's a commitment that you both have to be aware of. To spend two hours, and I don't listen. This is a this is coming from a guy who used to be a personal trainer. To have six pack abs, unless you are genetically predisposed to having them, is a massive, massive commitment to exercise and diet. And it's going to take fifteen hours a week for you to do that consistently to maintain. For those fifteen hours, that partner of yours is not going to be present in your life. If you want them to have six pack abs, you can't be mad that they're not here. Right. Whether it's a business, whether it's, it doesn't really matter if they're committed to something that's going to pull them towards that something. Cause like energy flows where you focus it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to put time, energy and effort into something new, you're going to be taking it away from something old. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a commitment, but both parties need to commit to it. So before you say, I wish we did this, or I wish we had that, recognize that in order to have those things, you're going to be taking away from something else. Right. And and it might be worth it. It may very well be worth it, and it might not be. And while you're on this discovery of it, it's very important that you check in with your partner to say, hey, does this plan that we made up together still work. Yeah. And because it evolves too, right? Your life evolves. And like this actually just leads into our other conversation because somebody wrote us in and said, um, they asked us a question about children and if it's easier to parent children um, when they're young or when they're older, like as a relationship, is it harder on your relationship at the, at the beginning or at the end? And honestly, like a newborn just fucks everything up. If it's your first one, it's new. And like the second one, there's all, there's new obstacles that you didn't even know that you had to balance, but we were just the talking. second one was way harder for us. Just so you're clear. thousand percent harder. Before you do this, can I just quickly say this? Cause I think it's very important. Sure. Although we laughed at it, Raging alcoholic is not funny. Oh, no, no, for sure. No, 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 no. Like, I think people, I hope people that listen to us understand that. But again, if you, this is your first episode that you're listening to us and we're making nothing humorous about that. No, it was just funny that Ryan said it because that's obviously not was his, that wasn't his intent. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Um, so yeah, somebody, um, had asked us about children and, and you're right. Like this, like when we had Cooper, we dealt with so many things that we did not experience the first time around and we don't need to hash out what those things are. Yeah, it's true. Like there's a whole bunch of other expectations that you're managing. You're managing a whole other person. And with that, you're also managing the other originals that you're making sure that they feel validated, that they're seen like it's, it's a juggling act. Um, but we, we got into talking and, and we were talking about how your parenting also changes as, as they get older. So, you are going to parent, you know, your two-year-old differently than when they're eight, right? So you change as a parent 
because they change. And so you're changing in your relationship together. Why are you laughing? Why are I feel you? like there's another word called change coming. What? I feel like you're about to say change again. Change. Um, but I'm just saying like, you're not going to be the same people you were pre baby at the beginning of baby into toddlerhood, into, um, preteen, like you're, you're constantly changing because they are changing. So if you're not adapting to that change, (laughs) that's all I hear hear now. If you're not adapting to the differences in your life and you're not open to that and aware of that, like your partner is not the same person. We just talked about this the other day. You know, when you like, it used to be a diss to be like, bro, you've changed. I sure shit hope so. Damn right I am. I'm not the same person. We heard, and I think it was early, early, early on this podcast, someone said, when you send your kid to school, the kid that comes back is not the same kid that you sent to school. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about over a period of time. I'm talking day by day by day. Who they are mentally, maybe not physically, but emotionally is not the same person. Right. And so the idea that there's a particular way to parent is foolish because every day you become a different parent because they become a different kid. So the question was, is it harder in the early stages or harder in the later stages? I would say for me, and we always talk about this, if you don't communicate, it always gets harder. Yes. I don't think there's like a harder stage. I think there's hardness in in each stage. Like no no stage is like easier than the other because they all come with difficult situations. For us personally, we were like I was 30 when we had Riley. You were 26, almost 27 when we had Riley. We were young, not by our parents' standards, but we were young parents. Mm -hmm. There was nothing we knew about parenting, but there was nothing we knew about life at the same time. So life came at us fast. Mm -hmm. The house, the mortgage, the insurance, the taxes, like life came at us fast. As you're figuring out how to be a fucking parent. Yeah. It's scary. And then all of a sudden career comes at you and like everything was there. And now you're managing this human who is growing up so quickly, who is all of a sudden now eight, almost nine with nothing but emotion it's tough. It it's tough. really tough. And especially with our lives, because we are not always together, we don't always see each other. You will say something and I will say something entirely different because our kids recognize that sometimes we parent differently. And they're little shits about it too. Yeah, of course they are. But it's like, well, why did you say she could do that? Well, why did you say she couldn't I, do I that? I did guess I didn't tell you that this, this, and this. Well, I didn't know that. Communication yeah. is everything Everything, guys let's end with that really cute reel we saw because i loved the message you know what's so funny somebody actually sent me that reel because that girl's a therapist and she was like i think that you guys would love this account because she talks about a lot of the things that i feel like you guys would relate to and i was like oh my god right like we just saw this and we loved the message it was so so awesome and we've been trying to you're really good at that I'm okay. I've always, I've always you've been always this. You're, yeah. You're really, really good at that. Um, I think it's different for me because I'm with the kids way more. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. You can explain it. <laughs> okay. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you did. No, you told me it. I I've got it through you. No. So this is really? telephone tag. If I get this wrong, it's on you. No, then I'll it, tell it. I thought yeah, you gave no, it to me. No, I didn't. Basic, you gave it to me. It's a. It's well, you a. Told me. Really. That's what I got. Oh. Okay. Anyways. 
basically this girl, she's a therapist and she says, you know, if I've learned anything about like humans working with humans, it's, I've actually learned everything from having a dog. And she says, when you see your kids for the first, like maybe it's coming home from work or maybe they've come home from school. The first time you see your kids bedtime or bedtime, whatever, when in the morning, the first time you see your child, you need to approach them and they need to see you like a dog comes to you like after work, the excitement, the pure joy that a dog gives you just for you being there is the freaking best feeling. Like it's so unconditional. And so to show up for your kids and make almost like romanticize these moments for them is so powerful because they feel seen, they feel heard, and they haven't even said anything to you. It's just like, you're super excited just to even be in their presence. And that is it's the biggest impact I feel like they could have at like over a period of time. Like, wow, my parents love the shit out of me. Like, what are they going to say? I have shitty parents because they're excited to see me. (laughs) Well, they might be embarrassed at school, but I don't give a shit. Well, obviously you're not going to be like purposely embarrassing, but just be excited to see them. And that's like, for me, I've always done it. and, And I've always done it because I recognize that I'm not always there. Yeah. And so for me, it's like when I, try to turn work off i try to turn dad on immediately Mm -hmm. and i want to shower them with love and energy and now they're getting kind of older and like dad leave me alone i don't care i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna keep doing it because (laughs) i'll tell you the day that i don't tears just coming yeah the day that i don't i know that they're gonna be like is everything okay i know and I'm it's like, so yeah. true. Yeah, I just did it for so long and I didn't get any acknowledgement. But you can see it on the days that they didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed, on the yeah. days that they didn't wake up complete and utter assholes. They love it. They get this little smirk on their face, this little smile, and you can just see that they want that. Like when Cooper comes home from school, because yeah. I work from home, when Cooper comes home from school, he is yeah. at the top of the stairs and is like, dad, I'm home. Come give me and if I'm on a conference call or if I'm on, if I'm working, whatever I'm doing, I say, guys, hold on a second. My son just came home and I got to chase him. Yeah. And I do. I chase him for like three minutes. Poor people on the phone waiting <laughs> for me. But I chase him for three minutes because I... I am scared of the day that he comes home and doesn't tell me. I know. I'm scared of it. So I'm going to continue to be that golden retriever. People love dogs for this reason. They're loyal as shit. Unconditional love. And if their tail wags, it means that they love seeing you. Mm -hmm. I want, I don't have a tail. But if I had a tail, I'd want it to wag when my kids came there so that my kids could literally see the joy the, the joy they bring me. I don't have a tail, but if t- I did, it, it would, would wag, wag for you. you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We should. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode of the Laughing Couple Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie Ostafi, and I'm, I'm right. <laughs> have a good night. Peace out. Hey, too. I, 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 I,